welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Lobot Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Josh. And we are live at the Thunderdome. Yes, oh, I forgot that's what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I'm sticking with it until I find something better, but I can't think of anything better. Oh, you're not, you're not sold on it. I'm not sold on it, but I used the best three names at the other place already. Oh, that's true. You get, yeah, you gave it three names. Because I, in my head, I'm like, I'll give it three names. Not thinking we'd ever leave. <laughs> Like we'd never leave. Yeah. I was broke then. I know. Due, literally just due to the rent. Due to the rent. Yeah. It's but freaking insane. I didn't even think, like it didn't even cross my mind that if you moved, I'd have to think of a new name because we'd been in a new yeah. location. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Can't get, put everything on you. So the Thunderdome. Yeah. Well, how, how's the week treated you so far? Uh, busy. Busy. First proper work week of my new job. Yes. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Uh, I'm excited to get paid. Um, oh, we all. My first proper paycheck from this job. Yeah. So that'll be good. One of the things I wanted to touch on this week on the pod is a lot of these Eastern teams and the Pacers being one of them because they're like 17 and 22. Do I have here? Yeah, 17 and 22. Mm-hmm. That's five games below 500. They're atrocious right now. They're really bad. And a big reason is because they don't have a proper go to score. I'm a big fan of Sabonis. I think Sabonis has been getting better every year. Yeah. He is, he's, become a much better passer, a reliable rebounder, a slightly better defender. Sorry, passer. Um, what a great linguini. <laughs> uh, and a, a very efficient scorer. He's become very, very all-around, which yeah. is great to see, but he's never going to be a franchise go-to scorer. It's no. never going to be. He feels like a power Gasol in a way where he's a perfect complementary piece, yeah. like a Chris Middleton, perfect complementary piece to have next to your franchise scorer. Yeah. That's what Sabonis is to me. And that's not a knock on him. He's, I think he's it deserving of the all-star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's an absolute all-star. And I don't think they should ever move off of him if he keeps playing this way. But the issue is, you know, Oladipo obviously going down with injuries. Then when he comes back, they get rid of him because of all the drama and him just not being as efficient as what he used to be. Mm-hmm. Then you're just a scorer. Karis LeVert was out. They got him from Brooklyn. He wasn't playing. He's now, I think, played a couple games. Yeah, he's, one he's looking three. a little, you know, it's rough now. But what we saw in Brooklyn was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, when Kyrie was out and Karis LeVert had to take the offensive load, he he's buckets, man, straight yeah. buckets. And it's a, it feels like that's the silver lining throughout this whole ordeal with mm-hmm. Indiana. You may not make the playoffs this year, which I'll, I'll talk about because there's so much going on in the East. But you've got an upside. You've got Sabonis getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And you've got now Karis LeVert coming back from the injury. It seems to be is easing into it, not forcing stuff like Oladipo did when yep. he first came back. Um, but having, I'm, I'm confident in LeVert is one of my favorite players in the league. And I think him being the focal point on just scoring allows Sabonis to... It doesn't take anything away from Sabonis is the best way to to put it because they need that because they have been successful when Oladipo, before he got injured. And the other weird thing about it, because the reason I segued into it was was defense being an overlooked thing. No one has any stock in Miles Turner at this point. He's averaging 13 points Mm -hmm. per game and six rebounds. At this point, we were anticipating 18, 19 points, mm-hmm. 10 rebounds a, a game. Yeah. 13, rebounds, uh, 13 points and six rebounds a game is not where we wanted to see it, especially when Oladipo's been out, Karis LeVert. Isn't he the blocks leader for this season, though? That's what I want to touch on. Yeah. 3.4 blocks per game. It's incredible. That's insane. The next uh, number two spot for blocks per game is Gobert at 2.8. Yeah. That's a big difference. It's a big difference. And I think... Like a reason, that's an overlooked thing. Even myself, I overlooked Miles Turner this year because I I still do think he should 
be upping more numbers with no other offensive person on the court. Mm -hmm. Because I know Brogdon's fine and and TJ McConnell being defense frees Mm -hmm. up, you know, some effort on the defensive end for him. But it's insane. 3.4 blocks. Towards the start of the season, just before All-Star, I don't, I think Rudy was more of a 2.1 average. Yep. So he was nearly doubling him. Yep. And and I think Miles Turner had nearly four, nearly averaging four. Yep. Right? It was, it was. It's insane. Huge. Insane what Miles Turner is doing. And I feel bad that I haven't spoken about it because I've always loved these defensive guys. We've had a lot to talk about these past couple of weeks. Well, even not even just on the pod. It's oh, just, just been in like, general? in general, I feel like I've overlooked Miles Turner. And I've have. done Indiana a, a bit of a disservice. And maybe it is because they're so bad right now. Honestly, they are. They're it is. below the Chicago. They're bad. And Chicago are playing, a, this is the best season they've played in a while. Yeah. But they shouldn't be below Chicago. No. Even without Oladipo or, or Chicago's that. a one-man team. Yes, it very much is. Very much one-man team. But it is, I just wanted to touch on that because that's something I've overlooked throughout the year. And I've always praised myself on supporting these defensive-minded players, and that's exactly what Miles Turner is. Yeah. It's what he always will be. He's never going to be an 18 points per game person. He's yeah, never yeah. going to be a 10-rebound person, unfortunately, for whatever reason. Yeah, it seems like he's, he's looking towards like 15 and 8 with like three blocks. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, 15, Ideally, 5, 6, And that's three still blocks. a great career path. Three, like, I can't... I can't put into words how crazy over three blocks. Three and a half blocks per game. Mm-hmm. Like, that is prime prime like so many defensive superstars back in the day which were known for blocking people that is up there with them and i'm not saying he's as good as them but that yeah. number is just insane that number is really good yeah i i want to touch on the eastern conference because the eastern conference is so weird right now if you said to me at the start of the season hornets would be above boston Let's let's go through it because I think each of these spots is surprising. So let's go. We'll start at number one, and we'll I'm make. Start. A, we'll, let's have a comment or two about each one of those. Go I've, over I've got quick. a lot. So I Philly, know you've got a lot. You've always got a lot, but we've got a time limit here, my man. We've only been talking for twenty minutes or so. We're all right. In we a got... forty-minute podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Philly being the number one seed. Yeah. Um, that well deserved. Joel I think Embiid is at an MVP seed. I think that in its own right is a surprise. Joel Embiid's been a very good surprise this year. Tobias Harris has been a good... He's, he's averaging great. 20 points per game finally throughout his career, which is really good. Ben stepped it up as well. And they've probably been built properly around... Yes, they've got ben shooters. And yeah. And we, which is phenomenal. This is what you need when you have to run Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid on the court at the same exactly. time. You need shooters. I it, think they're going to drop a bit with JoJo's injury. Yes, but it, it feels like Tobias Harris is stepping up. He and is, and we've seen... Well. History shows that when Embiid's out and Simmons is in... Simmons tears up. He does, yeah. If one of those two is out, the other one tears the floor Yes, up. yeah. So I'm, I'm feeling confident that they will be the one to two by yeah. the end of the season. It's hard to see Brooklyn also being a damn, Ooh. damn surprise. They're tied for the first seed. I think they're going to take the first seed while Joel, Joel Embiid's out. I think their offense is too good. Now we... Because uh, they're going to get Katie back soon. So... will jump back in the lineup. To wrap up Brooklyn, when they first acquired James Harden, they were atrocious. They had the worst defense in the league, ju- judging by the eye test. Mm-hmm. And they were struggling to win games because, because of their defense. Their offense was never the problem. It was their defense. But now everything's starting to click and their offense now outweighs their negative on defense. Their defense went from like bottom five in the league to bottom eight. Yep. And their offense went from like 
Probably 12th to 1st. First, first by a country mile. Their offense is insane. And we spoke about this off the pod. I think we're on Discord. Mm-hmm. And we're speaking about Brooklyn. And you you have to understand that this this is an all-time offense we're seeing right now. Yeah. And Katie's not even in right yeah, now. He's played like 20 games. Yeah. Like when Katie comes back, how do you stop this team up? Like you don't. on Especially defense, Especially Joe Harris shooting forty. I think it's forty. Yeah, forty-seven percent from three. Yeah, absolutely insane. Yeah, and and like he's going to continue doing that because because he no one's looking at him because you have to guard the other three so closely. Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant. Yeah, on the three-point line with Joe Harris. Mm-hmm. Insane. Yep. So that's been another surprise. The first two seeds already a surprise. Usually you anticipate what the first two seeds are going to be. But again, start of the season, we didn't think it would be those two. No, I didn't. Brooklyn, uh, not Brooklyn, Milwaukee at the third spot. 76 is maybe top three. I had them in top four. And Brooklyn, I had, I remember saying to you and Adam before the season started, I guarantee Brooklyn will make the playoffs regardless of the shit show, if it's a shit show, because Katie's too good. Yep. And you guys are like, oh, I don't know. And now it's no. like they got James Harden and... And they're like number one and number two. I No, I feel like we had this discussion. I feel like we agreed that KD's too good to miss the playoffs. Maybe, but I maybe. Like if, if he was playing. I said they would I be think, like eighth. You I, know what I mean? Assume, assume yeah. it's a shit show. I said like seventh or eighth. I, I, would, have, I would have had seventh or eighth, it assuming KD was healthy. No, Kyrie. And it's incredible. Yeah. Would, but no one also anticipated James Harden going yeah, to Yeah, no one, no one like could have that's, seen that. Absolutely no one could. Anyone that says, yeah, I anticipated that, I call bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. That, this one came out of left this field is, like this crazy. This is a 2K trade. Yes, that's exactly what that and was. it worked. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee in the third spot, third they've, the past two seasons, they've been one of the most dominant regular season teams. To see them now in the third spot, despite having the best team they've had, mm-hmm. is really weird to see. I. This is the best defensive team and the best offensive team they've had. It's true. They're not the best defensive team in the league right now. No, but it's the best defense. That yeah, this is the overall best. Yeah. This is the best they've played. Yep. And it's just, the it feels like they're not going as hard as they did the past two. Seasons. No, I don't think they need to. They I think that's fine. Regarding Milwaukee, I don't think there's too much to look into. People, I've heard people talk about how they're not the one seed anymore. You know, maybe they're they're coming back down, and Giannis is, you know, crazy couple regular season years for MVP behind him Giannis is still playing at a phenomenal level and they've got all these players around him and shooters around him they don't need to shoot for that first seed anymore it's like Golden State they don't need to break records anymore I remember saying last year that it doesn't matter what Milwaukee do in the regular season the playoffs the only thing that matters and Mm -hmm. it's the same thing this season yes they've proved it when you're like top three it doesn't really matter you don't need the one seed the the one thing about Milwaukee is like I said, all, all eyes are on them. They need to prove something in the playoffs. This is the year to do it. Yeah. They've just bounced again and again and again. And with the team they've got now, I don't care who they're going. If they're going against Philly or Brooklyn, they can still win that series. Yeah, absolutely. That team is that it's good. It's a bloodbath. That top three yes. is a bloodbath. Yeah, it's it's brutal. Usually with these East teams, it there's a clear favorite. And out Usually of these... with the East, it's like there's a top four. And then there's a bottom four and there's a yeah. huge jump. Well, there is a top four. Like I, Miami's at the fourth three. spot. Oh yeah. So and Miami I, I is still damn Miami good. So yes. we'll talk about Miami. Miami at number four. Yep. Miami at the start of the season uh, were a shell of themselves yes. because they didn't have Jimmy Butler. Yep. Jimmy Butler has come back in and they are reinvigorated. Mm-hmm. They're nine and one out of their past 10. Yep. That is incredible. Insane. That team is nothing without Jimmy Butler. It's just so much he does for that team. 
offense, defense, off the court, being a captain, mm-hmm. being a leader. He's so up there good. with the the Chris Pauls of the world. Yeah, that like he's one of the absolute best leaders in the right fit. Just 100%. like just like every leader, you can't put him in the wrong situation exactly. and expect them to lead. Um, Miami is a is a perfect fit for Jimmy Butler. We've spoken, we've done a whole episode. I feel like on Miami, yeah, probably. Um, but Jimmy Butler coming back is big. Like you said, nine and one. They are right now only three games above five hundred. But that is only due to the fact that Jimmy was out Jimmy at the start out, of yeah. the year. Again, they won nine out of the last ten. Yep. When you compare that to Utah, who have gone five and six in their last eleven, yeah. and they everyone was saying they're they started top team in the in the league off. right now. Yeah. I think they're coming back down to earth. But Miami are going to be a problem. That is the clear top four. I want to put Miami in there. They made it to the finals last year. Yeah. I don't ever want to hear people say that. It was a it was a fluke or or whatever. No, they were, watch them play right now. You know no, what I mean. Miami, like Miami, is just team basketball, man. Yeah, it is at its finest, and I love it because having someone like Jimmy Butler that can get ten points in a night, and you can still feel like he's the reason yeah. they won is insane. He yeah, we said that like he can average ten points. Like wow, he's a superstar. Yep. He's right now he's averaging like twenty two. Yep. Fucking good. He's so good. He's so good. So good. And I, and I love it. It's. It's one of those things where I, I want to know how Chicago felt moving off of Jimmy Butler initially yeah. and whatnot. Because that was when he was great. He was with still them. very, very good. Yeah. Because they had Rondo, D Wade, and, and Jimmy Butler at yeah. one point. Yeah. Because obviously the other two are way past their prime. Yes. Yeah. But they still had, they still tried to make a run. Yeah. Jimmy Butler was still putting in work. Like yeah. this isn't new. Yeah. This it's just, new. this is the this first. This is the perfect fit. I feel like um, after Minnesota, teams were really like, okay, no, he can actually lead a team to the playoffs. Yeah. Because um, Minnesota felt like it, the guinea pig team. He was like how them. Yeah, like how good is Jimmy Butler? Yeah. And bringing the Timberwolves to the playoffs, they have 10 wins this season. Yeah. And that's about like every season for them. Being able to drag them to the playoffs. Before we finish, I'm going to I'm gonna rant about the Minnesota. Yeah. All right, let's, let's I, look, I'll happily rant about Minnesota. Okay. Hit me with number five. Atlanta Hawks. The One Atlanta game above 500. Hawks. I spoke about Atlanta end of last season. You want to talk about a rough... Like, this is them this season. It was up, down, off yep. a cliff, and now they've come back up. Yep. And it sucks because I didn't want to see Lloyd Pierce get fired. Neither did yeah. you. And it seems like ever since Lloyd Pierce got fired, they're now back bu- above Maybe 500. Maybe it was the right choice. Maybe it was Maybe. not the right choice to lead that team. You know, obviously, we're not we're not basketball president. We're not a GM, you yeah. know. But I, I felt like Lloyd Pierce was the right decision. Maybe not. You yeah, know, maybe not. Maybe we were wrong about this. Yeah. Maybe the general public was yeah, wrong. and, and um, I'll be honest about it. But the Hawks are now back at 500. They're the fifth seed. When I spoke about Atlanta end of last season, I was like, I can see them most making eighth seed. Right. At the most. Seventh or eighth. And that's off of like an insane season by Trey Young. Yeah. And really good backup play by Capella and John Collins. If they Collins. can do well in the, in the off season, which they did. They did great. A, a plus, offseason. a plus for their offseason acquisitions. Yeah. Picked up Gallo, yep. picked up Boyan. Yep, they did really. I think it was Bogdan. They got Boyan's for Utah. Oh, yes. I believe. I always get confused believe, on yeah. the first name of yeah, um, Bogdan. Phenomenal, and phenomenal. you know, granted. So I'm going to go through six, seven, and eight right now. It's so close, so they could drop. Yeah. But the fact that so, this deep in the playoffs, number six, six Charlotte Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets at five hundred. Who would have? Who would have thought? I was thinking, end of last season. 
So I've, I've got a lot. I've, there's got some stuff I want to say about Charlotte. Yeah. Um. It, it's good and bad. You know, obviously, it's it's exciting to see them in the playoffs again. Mm. Last time was when Kemba was at his highest. Yeah. Um. And then then they what they got swept, I believe. Yeah. Um. But Charlotte at the six seed at five hundred, which is really really exciting to see. This late, they've played forty games. There's only yep. thirty two games left, yep. I believe. Yeah. So there's a good chance that they actually can be in the playoffs. Lamelo Ball has been fantastic. Yep. I haven't seen a rookie control the pace of a game like this in a very long time. Mm-hmm. So he's absolutely worthy of the pick they took him at. Yep. Um, PJ Washington's been on a bit of a down year, yeah. but he's still a good player. Yeah, Terry Rozier is one of the most efficient twenty points per game players in the league. He has he had a slower career path. He had a big jump when he had that really good playoff in Boston. In Boston, yep. but then he sort of fell back to earth, and he's still climbing. He's yes. one of those guys. He's gonna take like. Lonzo is mm-hmm. and like Ingram he took a little bit longer to reach like his stardom and yep. his potential but he's gotten there oh right? absolutely absolutely his fourth quarter heroics for the for the rest for the season so far mm-hmm. incredible oh he's absolutely amazing yes in the fourth quarter. Rozier deserves a lot of praise and, and credit I this year him and I made fun of Charlotte for that contract and there is egg on my face mm-hmm. well, because he's don't I, I don't think not he... just yet <laughs> Not just yet, because I, I there's something else I want to say. Like the Hayward acquisition has worked out for them as yeah. well. Um, he got injured. It was a slow comeback after that injury as well. But he's the past couple of games has done pretty good. Finally, in double digits again. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these players are playing great. Like even Devonte Graham's take, taken a bit of a regress this season, yeah. but he's still a solid again, player. He he was the second guard yeah. in. Hornets in Charlotte last season. Yep. Now Lamelo has taken that spot, and oh, Terry yeah. Rozier is like, so he's been forced to take a back seat. Mm-hmm. So of course his progression is gonna, yeah. gonna dip a bit, which, which is happens. fine. The thing about Hornets, because last year's pod, I was talking about this Gordon Hayward acquisition. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it; didn't make sense to me. And you didn't like the Terry Rozier acquisition; yep. didn't make sense to you. And I feel like they're justified, even despite the fact that Rozier's worked out and Gordon Hayward's worked there out. There were still legitimate concerns. So Kemba Walker was at his peak with, with mm-hmm. Charlotte. They made the playoffs one time, which was really exciting to mm-hmm. see. But boy, they surrounded him with big contracts, which made no sense. Yeah, Bismack Biombo is still on the team yeah. making money. Yeah. That's wild to me. Nicholas Batum, they only just moved off Tony of. Tony Parker. Like a lot yeah. of, I, I think it's easy to say, oh no, these deals are actually good. But you look no. at the track history yeah. for Charlotte and it, you know these could very easily flip 180 and go bad. They're not great deals, but they've worked out. They've worked out. And that's so what far. matters. That's so what far. matters. Yeah. It's yeah. just, this is why when you hear people question these moves, it's because of Batum and Biombo and yeah, Tony Parker. Absolutely. You know, it's, and uh, Hornets, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see them there. Keep an eye on them. I think Lamelo and Terry Rozier are going to be the reason they make the playoffs. I think that's very easily said. I think Gordon Hayward, honestly, he's played so well. He's he has, getting yeah. back to how he was in Utah. I yes. don't think not like he won't ever be an all star again, mm-hmm. but he's playing so well rounded. I'm so happy for him. Yeah, that's what he was doing last year in Boston. Yeah. It was so well rounded, and it, I feel like, I almost feel like they shouldn't have let him go. I feel like it's. He got off a big money, though. I know. Like, and I can't remember if it was restricted or not. Oh, it doesn't yeah, matter. He's taking that money. Yeah, he's taking that money. You know, that, that was, I think that's more than any team was willing to offer him. Yeah. But it, it was... I could tell that Gordon Hay was, was still a good piece. Yeah. You know, offensively, he was so well-rounded. And it's what I feel Boston are kind of missing right now, um, which I'll get to. The number seven seventh seed is New York Knicks. 
They're mm-hmm. at 500 as well, 21, well, uh, 21. We talked about them a bunch earlier. We don't yes. need to go too much yeah. into them, but yeah. But uh, yeah, well, well earned. Well earned. Um, very exciting to see the Knicks in the playoffs since the Mellow days. Yeah. Uh, the Probably the most surprising one in my opinion. Number eight. Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics. They had a rough start. Rough start. They're still rough. They're still looking rough. They're on a two-game losing streak currently. 20 and 20. Yeah, that's two games. Yeah, that's, that's... But, so have you watched Boston the past not, month? Not much. I have. Because I was like, what is the shit show? Because whenever we talk about Boston, it's how the heck did they not have any down years? Mm-hmm. How is this team so damn good? They Didn't they make the, the Eastern Conference Finals at one point when Kyrie was out or like one game was, away from it? Yeah, the, if they took... Cleveland to like a five or six game series. Yes, that was the 2018 yep. where LeBron just went god yes. mode. Yeah, yeah. It's it's wild to me that they're at the eight seed. I had them in my top four, and they're at the eight. May not make the playoffs if they keep playing like this. I think they'll pick it up. Logic logic tells me they'll pick they'll it up. Pick it up. Who the fuck else is gonna make the eight? Because you, you look at, and, and this is gonna be God. The East is so exciting to talk about right now. They've got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yeah. Two of the best two-way wings in the game. Absolute buckets. Absolute all-stars. Kemba Walker's been more productive this year. He's not the Kemba Walker of Charlotte, but he's more productive more than productive. last year. Yeah. And all these other guys are still producing well. Yeah. What's going on? I don't know. I haven't been watching much. Because it looks much, like... Uh, Boston this season. From what I've watched in, in the past two weeks, I've watched um, a few Boston games from start to finish. And it just looks so disconjointed. It feels like we have a lot of players chucking up shots. It's no, It doesn't look like the usual Brad Stevens offense mm-hmm. we're used to seeing. Their deal f- defense is still fine from what I can tell. I'm not a defensive connoisseur. Mm-hmm. But offensively, it doesn't look like what it used to be. And I, I don't know what it is. Obviously, there's something internal going on. I, don't, I can't speak for Boston. I'm not in the locker room. But... It's, it's not as fluid as it used to be. We, we praise Jason Tatum on being one of the most polished offensive scorers at this age. Jalen Brown is at that level as well. And it, amazingly. He's, he's gotten better every year. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, it's shocking to see them at the eighth seed. And God, they, no, they are... They, they have to pick it up. Two games ahead of Chicago. Yeah. And that's just Zach Levine. That's just Zach Levine. Like there's and Thomas Sadoransky. Yeah, yeah, sure, Sadoransky. Like Chicago have been a surprise in their own right. Yeah, I think um, not as much as Brooklyn being as bad as they are right now. Brooklyn, but oh, not Boston. Brooklyn. Sorry, Boston. Boston. Sorry, my mistake. Uh, but Zach Levine deserves praise this year. Yeah, you know, he, him and Julius Randle were very deserving of All Star spots this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's and Zach Levine has been efficient this yeah. year. You know, yeah, you, you can't give him shit anymore. I, I mean, not you. I'm just like, in general, general like, I can't public. either. Like, he's been so good offensively. His his offensive skill set has, it feels like this is what Zach Levine is at his A peak. A complete offensive player. Yes. In terms of putting the ball in the, in the bucket. Yep. He's, he's a straight bucket. Yeah. You know, and that's that's all you need from Zach. That's all he is. That's all he's going to be. And that's absolutely fine. That. Yes. Like Indiana would adore that right now. That's what they need. That's, yeah. that's what we're hoping Karis LeVert is going to be. I mean, no. I think Zach Levine's body and athleticism so much. Immense. A quick first. Like, Karis yeah. doesn't have Levine's first step. No, doesn't. But, you know, not many players do. No, that's why the fact that Zach Levine now has become such a polished shooter in more ways than just a spot-up shooter yeah. is insane. 
And he's single-handedly the reason why they're three games behind exactly. 500. They're if the ninth can, seed. If he can become a neutral defender or even a good defender, mm-hmm. that propels him to elite, elite yeah. status. Like, the way Tatum is a neutral or good defender. He's a good defender. Tatum? Yeah. Great defender. Tatum's a good defender. If if Zach Levine right now is a bad defender, yes. right? Yep. I'd say he, he's minus. Yeah. But he's only minus by, like, one or two. If he can get to zero or even get to a plus one on the defensive end, Z- it just propels him. Zach Levine is the embodiment of the Brooklyn Nets. His yeah. offense is so good that it outweighs his negatives on defense. Yeah. And it feels like the team's responsibility to make up for that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's absolutely fine. You can't expect every player in, in the league to come through as a Kawhi Leonard. That's exactly. not fair. Yeah. There are just going to be some players which are offensively gifted. And that's fine. You know, Chicago need to continue to build around Zach Levine, assuming he's, he's there for the long run, and actually build defensive players around him to continue yeah. to take the load off but not be such a negative on defense. Exactly. But they do need some other options on offense. Because they don't really have anything right now. They don't. We won't stick on Chicago too much longer, but That's I just it. want to say that this will be like the first year in two years we don't have Orlando Magic scraping into the eight. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're no longer there. They're actually bottom. Yeah. Which is awful. about right. And it's weird to see Vucevic still at that all-star level. Because he's just... He's so good. He's one of the best centers in the league. Very, but very good. But man, Orlando, and it, it sucks just touching on this as Jonathan Isaac is out, yeah, you know, and he's one. one of the best defensive players in the league as well. And I yeah. think he does make a difference, but that's unfortunate. Um, at the 10th seed is the Pacers. We spoke about them. Yeah. You know, Karis Levert may be able to propel them, but I don't see them making the playoffs no. this year no. with, with every other team being so damn hungry for it. Um, the 11th seed, and this isn't a surprise, Toronto Raptors at the 11th seed. They're yeah. 17 and 23. They've dropped off the face of the earth. And the reason I say I'm not surprised, they're still a phenomenal team, I think. they In terms of team basketball, they're, they're great. You, you can't they, say they're phenomenal. No, no, they are. The Most of this season, their players have been out due to COVID protocols. That is, the like, their star players have barely played because of that. No team in the league, and you can look up the stats, has yeah, been effed over they've been, more. They've been ripped apart by yeah. COVID. And that's not, that's not the league's fault. That's, not anyone, that's just the way it is. It is you know, it happens. We've got to be careful this year. But they really got screwed over by chance. I like they're absolutely deserving of a playoff spot. Um, they're not, you know, they'll get bounced first round. I don't see them getting I, any further. I, they, I don't, they're not making the playoffs this season. No, not this season. They, no, they're moving off Kyle Lowry. Yeah, at at this point, the way this season's gone, you know, that it makes sense too. Yeah. But that's why that's not a surprise. Yeah. If you're looking at the bracket, saying, "Wow, Raptors at the eleventh seed now," and it kind of sucks to see because it makes like the the team built around Kawhi Leonard seem like a shitty team. Yeah. Like, no, that team's still there for the most part. I mean, it's they just... did lose Mark Gasol and Serge Ibaka. Yeah. That's two big hits. Two, two Serge Ibaka being the main one, in my opinion. Yeah. But, you know, these protocols, meaning they can't play for a week or two again and again and again, yeah. that's rough. And that's why they're so bottom, because we don't see Kyle Lowry all that often. We, don't, we haven't seen Pascal Siakam. And I know Pascal's, I don't think he's gonna is a good first option. But he's still a great player. Yeah. And the fact that he's your go-to scorer is now off the court and Fred Van Vliet now off the court, you know, what else are you going to do? You can't run it through everyone. So that's, so that's disappointing. That's the Eastern Conference. <laughs> Can I talk about one other team? What team? What are the Washington Wizards? What are they? I'm going to rant about them in a little bit as well. Yes? All right, let's, let's tee up some time to talk about the Wizards before we leave this part. I just want a quick, yep. quick sentence or two about the current MVP race. 
Yep. Because it was looking like a three-man show between Bron, Joel Embiid, and Jokic, right? For the most part. Bron started shooting like shit these past 10 games. But shooting got, like 20%. That's fine. We got the number one defense in the league without Anthony Davis. I, <laughs> without Anthony I Davis. That's as a team. Yeah, that's... We're talking about MVP, not a team. Yeah, I know, but like that, he is, for whatever I know, reason... I that defense. Which is weird to see because LeBron generally doesn't right. play defense in the regular but that, season. that hurts his MVP race, right? So then it's just Jokic out of those original three. I've still got Damian Lillard above Jokic. you still got Damian yes. above Jokic. Yes. I guess like with that 50-point game. Bro, he is single-hand... And McCollum's back in his slot this level. He is. Like, you can't stop this team offensively so if they're going to be at that level. So would you say Dame is your MVP frontrunner so far? It was Joel Embiid before yeah, he got but, injured. Yeah, but- Right now. Right now it would be Damian Lillard. Okay. Okay. That's I just all I think to, that's all I wanted to touch on. Yeah. I think if if um Denver we're start better. not even like you guys are a great team still. Like you you guys were off to a rough start. Rough start. I think you guys have finally hit starting to hit that stride. You've got to keep it up because the, the West is so close as well. Yeah. But um I think if you guys can get ahead of Portland. I think that's really all it is. If you guys can get ahead of Portland, Standings. yeah, I think that's deserving. So because Jamal Murray isn't going to be this twenty-five points per game player right in the, not right now, not Maybe right now, no. So it is really just Jokic. Yeah. So if you guys are winning, it's because Jokic is winning. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Portland. You know, Portland aren't winning if Dame ain't. You know, no. having Dame time every time. We'll see. We'll see. It really. De- it feels like LeBron could still get it. He's always a chance. Yes. Jojo could still get it if he comes back soon, but, you know, the hyperextension of the knee is kind of worrying. You don't want to rush so. him back. You'd rather so. have him ready for the playoffs and not rush him for an MVP. So really now feels like Dame, Braun, or Jokic. Yes, with, with Embiid out. That's what I would say. I'm yep. pretty comfortable with that. We'll, we'll check in with the MVP race like every two or three weeks. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fun thing to talk about because it's, it's so close. Yeah. Um, usually there's just a clear front runner. Like one He's year it was James Harden. One year it was Giannis. Yeah. There's Westbrook. been years with Westbrook, years with Steph, clear yeah. front runners. This one, it could go either way. And that's what makes it exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my little rants about Minnesota and Washington. Start with Minnesota. So I opened a sports bet account this week. Oh, <laughs> uh, <week>. yes. <laughs> Recently. Yeah. Um, I checked in like five bucks. Yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a betting man. Yeah. And I'm still waiting on my first paycheck from work. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'll just chuck five bucks on. Yep. I bet on, I did a three-leg multi. Mm-hmm. It was the Brooklyn-Indiana game. Yep. So if Brooklyn win, if Harden gets seven assists and like 15 points, yep. my five bucks turned into like 10. Yep. Right? All that happened. I cashed out my five bucks. I'm playing with house money. Doubled your money, got house money. No, baby. I put in 10 and I got like 20 back. Oh, okay. Right? It, was, yep. it was something like that. And then I go, I'm like, okay, what games are coming up? I'm mm-hmm. going to chat five bucks on each game. I'm like, Utah and Washington. So, okay. Utah have been pretty good this whole season. They're on a Absolutely. bit of a weird thing now, but they're up against Washington. I think they'll be fine. they got the worst defense. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, Utah to win. Uh, Gobert to get seven rebounds and Mitchell to get 15 points. Pretty safe. Didn't happen. Pretty safe bet. So, not only did Utah lose to Washington, I don't think Gobert got seven rebounds. No, I don't think he did. That broke my heart. I'll have to check. And then it was Phoenix versus Minnesota. (laughs) An even easier game. An even easier game for the like top of the West Phoenix Suns. Second seed Phoenix Suns. It was Devin Booker to get 15 points and seven assists from Chris Ball and Suns to win. I keep in mind Minnesota had nine wins at this time in the season. Nine wins. Didn't happen. 
I lost wild ten of my sports bet dollars. I got like your, three dollars left on the account. Your hard earned hard earned dollars, right? Gone. My dollar is gone. Yeah, and I'm so furious. The one time Anthony Edwards goes for like forty two points. Yep. The one time I have a fucking bet on. <laughs> Anthony Edwards has been balling out the past couple of weeks. He's he's been insane. People were like, "Oh, why was he a number one pick? He's not that good." And like he is. He's good. His talent is there. His oh, body yeah. is yeah, NBA absolutely. ready. He just he needs to figure that out. Yes, right? a lot of it's mental for him. It seems like he is. Yeah, like he's phenomenal. If he more. keeps playing like this, he's up there with Lamelo for who's rookie of the year. I think so. I think. I, think so. I don't think it's even fucking close. I've been watching a lot of Minnesota. Minnesota have been playing against teams that I like watching, so I've just watched a lot of Minnesota lately. Anthony Edwards, he's good, but no, Lamelo is. He's really good. We'll see. It, like I mean, I've, he, might, he might hit it. I, I've I, been I looking at unbiased stuff with with Anthony Edwards. I'm not a fan. I don't like his attitude. Um, and that's just me as an old head. I like the more humble guys. You say that every week. You're not an old head. I am an old head. No. I am an old head. No. If I could get Power Gasol back, I would. Give that me power. an old head. It's I don't like these cocky youngings coming into the league. Mm-hmm. And that's what Anthony Edwards is. Yeah. Very clearly is very cocky about everything he does. And that rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But boy, this last month... He has been phenomenal. This is like, this is why he's picked where he he was. Number one pick. And that's like, if he keeps this up, LaMelo, LaMelo can't do what he does. And LaMelo is phenomenal. I know. They're phenomenal in their own right. It's weird to compare the two. But it feels like Anthony Edwards at some point, it feels like his, his ceiling's already higher than Andrew Wiggins was. Andrew Wiggins, when he came into the league, this is is my opinion anyway, came into the league as he's going to be a superstar wing. Anthony Edwards has shown more tools at his disposal already, showing willingness to play through con- contact a lot better than Wiggins was. Yeah. Wiggins came into the league for whatever reason, wanting to be a spot-up shooter. Yeah. He's not that. He's super athletic. Anthony Edwards takes contact really, really well. Yes. He's phenomenal and he's confident. Sometimes Some say overconfident, but he's just he's fun to watch. And he yeah. could be a reason that this team maybe gets on the right track. Because yeah. Anthony Edwards, I think, has an attitude where it's, I don't give a shit, I want to win. Not in a way that's aggressive mm-hmm. or frightening. It's, it's a way a where it's, it's not a Jimmy yeah. Butler. It's just like, I'm here to win. I'm just going to score 40 points. I'm yeah. going to win. And Cat doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. Ru- I love Ruby. Ruby doesn't have that. No. You know, No player on this team has had that. Yeah. And I feel like maybe that's what it is. I'm not saying he's going to lead them to the playoffs, but he is the he's reason very, very the good. team can win. And that's the exciting thing about Anthony Edwards. And I have to give him some praise as um, me not being even too high on him initially. Uh, he's, that's why he's the pick. I'm glad he's showing why he was very good. Because a yeah. lot of people still shit on DeAndre Ayton because he was he's taken fine. number one. Right? DeAndre Ayton's fine. You know, Luka and Trey and stuff. Yep. But like, DeAndre Ayton's great. Yes. And he's still getting better. Could you... He, he's like, not a late bloomer, but he, like, Luka Doncic, his mount, he was already so mm. versatile and well-rounded when he came in. Aiton could get to that MVP level. It's just going to take him longer. Yeah. I think with Aiton, it's interesting to discuss in regards to the Phoenix squad. It's weird. It'd be weird, in my opinion, drafting certain players like Luka and popping in with uh, Devin Booker. I think that's a bit weird. I think it's oh, one of those. Hindsight, yeah. Well, I, I think it made sense to get 
a potentially all-star center yeah. and pair it with Devin Booker. Yeah, yeah. Like that that makes sense to me. With Booker at the time playing a facilitating role. Yeah, no, whereas he, he you, was the main part. Yeah, and he was good at it, averaging yeah. like seven to eight assists per game. That's yeah. phenomenal. He's, he's for who he was and how young yeah. he was. He's 24. Yeah. He's young. And it, it makes sense to to sometimes draft for the team. And it's not like they they took a hit in terms of talent. DeAndre Aiden's still a very talented player. I don't think it was wrong to take him where they took no, him. No, absolutely not. Hindsight's always going to be one of those stupid arguments that people yeah. act like they know everything. But that's a fine pick. I'm, exactly. I'm, exactly. I'm absolutely okay I'll with back it. that. But the last thing we want to touch on, because mm-hmm. I was thinking about this last night and I couldn't get my head around it. Yeah. What are the Washington Wizards? What is the wizardry that I'm seeing? This bullshittery of stuff that doesn't make sense. What are the Washington Wizards? Tell me. That is Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. Oh, that's as it. the horses on the carriage. That's it. Now, we we look at these teams in the East, okay? Yeah. We look at Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like, they're, that team is not performing as well as they should with just those two. Bradley Beal, 32.5 points per game so far this year. Over 40 games in. Mm-hmm. 32.5 points per game. Russell Westbrook has been great this season. He's looking like a leader. Yes, like, especially this past week, he's had, like, 30-point triple-doubles and not not soft 10 and 10, like, 14 and 15. Yeah. Like, he is insane, phenomenal leader. He takes Rui Hachimura to the sideline, teaches him. Love it. Like, he's a phenomenal leader, one of the best leaders we have in the league. It's just a shame he's not, not one of the most efficient. But when he's playing as well as he is, especially this year, he's still an all-star talent, an absolute bona fide all-star. And... Pair him with one of the best scorers in the league, the best scorer in the league, in Bradley Bill, season after season after season. Mm-hmm. This is the best Bradley Bill is ever going to be. Mm-hmm. This is his peak. How are they this bad? The the past, however many years they've what had the top bench? offense and they've had the bottom defense. Okay, that makes sense. Top offense, bottom defense. Okay, you'd you'd assume offense being the leading factor to wins. Around 500. Yeah. You would assume, give or take five yeah. games, something like that. You end a 30 and a 1, you end up at 15. How are they bottom barrel? How? No, but they were, for the, like they started off awful, couldn't win a game. Yep. Then they went on a huge win streak. Yeah, it was pretty big. It was like it was 10 big. games or 15 <laughs> games. Like it was, it was like again, this is, they couldn't win a game. They win too many. Now they're ending <laughs> up in the middle. When, when Westbrook first went to Washington, it was, they're making the playoffs in the East. They should. They, you can't tell me. Westbrook. Sorry, yeah, start, of the, start of the season. Yes. Before everything else happened. Yes, Playoff bound. It looked like they were going to make the playoffs. Yes. Because Bradley Beal is Bradley Beal. 32 points per game. No player other than Bradley Beal is averaging 30 points per game this season. No. None. He's two and a half points above that. That's insane. Bradley Beal, you're insane. But you're kind of not because your team sucks. Russell Westbrook's insane, but you're kind of not because his team sucks. You put both these guys together. Usually it's the Westbrook argument is Westbrook's having a great year, but this person isn't. That's why they're not winning. The leading scorer. He's the leading scorer. Bradley Bill is the leading scorer. I can say that (laughs) from the hilltop. It's insane because he, he does this. Year after year after year since John Wall went down. And that's been a long time. Mm-hmm. And they don't have him anymore. But they don't, it doesn't amount to anything. And I'm like, is this just bad, like good stats, bad team? We throw this around, okay? Yeah. But then they've also got Westbrook. And that doesn't make sense because Westbrook's playing great. 
This is what is the Washington this Wizards? This is the Washington Wizards. Like I want to sit down with a, with a Wizards fan. There's a few of them out there. I can find one. I guarantee you. There are three. Yeah, there are three. And just sit down because they have further insight. I don't know what's going on in Washington. You sound crazy. This whole argument. <laughs> I just want to no, say that Washington. No, what you're saying makes sense. But with yes. the fervor and veracity that you're saying the same <laughs> things, all you've said is scoring champ, scoring champ. How are they this bad? They're playing good. I hate them. They're that's, bad. I no, love I, them. I love Washington. No, that's all you've Washington. said. That's all you've said. You haven't said anything. I think that's why I'm so off the rails right now. I like Washington as a team. I always have. Fuck, off the rails. You've thrown the rails away. Because <laughs> I was sitting in bed last night and had my AirPods in and I took him out. It's like, what the fuck are the Washington Wizards? What are what are they? Because no They're team... a basketball team based out of Washington, D.C. No team in this league has a scoring champion. <laughs> and a whole, another Hall of Fame player is still on an all-star level. And bottom barrel in the league. What is their current standing? Is I'm going to say... I'm going to say they are... Didn't you go... You went 11th. over it before, didn't you? No, I didn't, I didn't get to talk about Washington. You said you wanted to talk about Washington. I was like, all right, let's leave it to the end. Oh, yeah. So they are 13th, 15 and 25. Their win streak is one. <laughs> what are they? I don't know. Like, I want... I don't know. Look, Netflix. Also, hit me up. Here's an idea. Documentary, right? What are the Washington Wizards? Don't look at me. Look at the camera. If you're speaking Netflix, of Netflix... What are the Washington Wizards starring Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook? With a, with a little bit of Isaac Bongo, even though he's not on the court right now. I just want to know, like, what, what is going on? Because analytics this tell you... This is my personal hell. Analytics tell you... <laughs> this is a fantastic team. This is a fantastic team. My personal on paper, fantastic team. But then reality hits, like a slap in the face. Nah, this isn't a team. This is fake. <laughs> we don't generate wins. We generate losses. We're a lottery team, boys. Sometimes... When we're on the pod, when you text me, you're not having a conversation with me. You're just airing your thoughts. Yesterday, yeah, I think it was yeah. sometime this week, you texted me. And I was me and Ellie were watching something, and she's like, "Oh, who, who's texting you?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's Josh, Josh." And I put the phone down. And she's like, "Aren't you gonna reply?" And I'm like, "No, he's not talking to me. He's just airing his thoughts." Yeah, yeah. I'm just. And this is the same thing right now. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking at you. You're talking <laughs> yeah. at me, and I look at the camera dead pair like it's probably yeah. the office. Yeah, the office. Yeah, that's what um, this this pod feels I just, like. Sometimes. Before we end this, did you see the small post on Reddit someone made? Uh, with the Jimmy Butler and RJ Barrett thing, uh, with with, the, with them having a discussion. Yeah. Yes. I yeah, thought that was really neat. Yes. For those who don't know, there was a post on Reddit someone made with video evidence referring back to a um, Heat Knicks matchup earlier in the year, where Barrett tried to cut, make a cut, and get a catch towards the rim. Jimmy Butler got a got a strip and it went out of bounds and they go it again. And Jimmy Butler said, you know. He when they were because they were matched up, he said, "Yeah, get some contact, bump into me before you go for the cut." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "That's he did that mid game to just a young guy on the enemy team because he sees promise in him." Mm-hmm. I think that's really neat, and I saw that directly after seeing the Russell Westbrook Hutchie uh, Rui Hachimura thing. Same yeah. thing, yeah. It's, it's I love seeing that from these young guys. It's, yeah, these um, vocal vets happily teaching these young guys. To get yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. It's it's cool to see these vets coming up. I watched, I tortured myself last, last night watching Kobe's final season. Don't ask me why I did it, but I did it. 
But it was cool to see Kobe end up being one of those guys like Jimmy Butler and Russell Westbrook where they would coach the younger guys mm -hmm. and try and spread the knowledge as, yeah. as much they could. And it's cool to see these young guys take it on instantly. And instantly. it paid off, it paid off with that which is the, the perfect outcome of that. Before we end it, yep. do you want to say anything about the project you've been working on? Oh, yeah. So I'm doing a video. It's, it's a personal project thing. Um, it'll go up on the, on the channel. Eventually. There is no, uh, there is no estimated <sighs> time. I anticipate maybe two, three weeks. Two, three weeks from probably. this going up. Yeah, probably. But don't, don't yeah. uh, hold him for that. Actually, send him hate mail. It's not up in two weeks time. <laughs> so it's essentially going to be me doing my own research yep. into certain players in history and how, how good were they? You know, like I'm going to start. I'll, yeah, kind of. Uh, it'll be, I don't want to. Not a grading, but like, here's how they've done. I don't want to do what other people have done on YouTube. The person I've done is actually quite a popular pick. Uh, the first one I'll be doing is Paul Pierce. Mm -hmm. um, Truth. Paul, he's, yeah, he's, he's been a, a bit of a weird enigma throughout, throughout the past couple decades when people discuss Paul Pierce. And I've never been too into Paul Pierce. And I wanted to spend time to actually go through the very start of his NBA career to the very end and actually gauge for myself how great he actually was because mm -hmm. people consider him an all-time great and then people say he's overrated and you know at the moment that that's a big discussion especially with you know his hot takes post NBA season being absolutely horrid mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to do that it's probably at the moment I've written I've upped it from when I last texted you so it's around 6,000 I think don't, don't give words. too much info but there's, it's, 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 it's something we haven't done before yeah it's, it's a new personal project you're taking yeah. on um, it'll be a ideally 10 minute video. I would, I would say it should be around the eight, 10 minute mark. Yep. Um, it'll, it's going to put my, my writing and my editing skills to as good as I can put it. Yeah. Absolutely. Essentially. Cause I've never done something like this it'd before. It'd be a neat little series to go up on the YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, yep. it'd be another bit of content for the YouTube channel. If you didn't, if you wanted a shorter bit of content that wasn't the podcast be, from us. And it can be a bit more intriguing as well. Sometimes it's fun to just watch a short video on a particular player before your exactly. time or exactly. didn't get to watch much of. And that's, that's, that's why I'm doing it because now I actually get to learn about some former players and Paul Pierce is probably one of the easier ones to do. Like I said, there's a lot of videos on YouTube already, mm -hmm. but I want, I didn't want to watch them. I wanted to do my own thing. Yeah. I don't, it's not going to be one of those things where it's, you know, on this day, they scored this amount of points and yeah. compared to this, it's more going through overall what they've done year after year throughout a certain span of time. And yeah. How do I compare that his this numbers and this outcome to whatever? Absolutely, it's gonna be fun. I mean, I'm enjoying it um, so far. Yeah, I've, I've put maybe eight hours into it so far. A, lo a so, lot to come. Yeah, a lot to come. The editing is gonna take a bit, so that's why two, three weeks. Yeah. I would assume maybe a bit more. Yeah, probably three. Probably say three, maybe six months. Yeah, <laughs> keep an eye out. Look, if work gets busy, man, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it may never exactly, come out. Exactly. If we go into another COVID <laughs> lockdown, it'll be up in a week. <laughs> Um, if you've made it this far into the, to, into the podcast, thank you very, very much. Um, it is the favorite part of our weeks, every week's, um, Absolutely. if you like the new setup with the desk, with the chairs, with the video, let us know. If you don't like it, let us know. Again, still accepting, still yeah. asking for hate. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I was, I don't think I've been this excited for the pod, uh, due to two things. The setup, mm -hmm. I adore it. Love it. And I got to talk about the Washington Wizards. So I don't always get to. Yeah, I wish you didn't. We'll cut that part out. <laughs>
<laughs> There's just a random cut. It's because oh, yeah. there was a Washington Wizards talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you've made it this far, thank you very much. Um, if you want to listen to the audio version, mm-hmm. we are on Google Pod, Apple Pod, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker. We are anywhere where good podcasts are found. We're also on YouTube, on Instagram and Facebook at The Lobot Podcast. We're everywhere. We are everywhere. Mm-hmm. If you want a mug, let me know. He'll give you your, uh, his. I'll give you a mug. Yeah. Not mine. This one is marked with a ceremonial tea. Um, yeah, it's just thank, water, ladies and gentlemen. We are, we are just drinking. We are hydro homies. Oh, yeah, we are. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. And uh, tune in next week. Bye.